You love her, but she loves him. And he loves somebody else. You just can't win. And so it goes until the day you die. This thing they call love is gonna make you cry. I've had the blues, the reds, and the pinks. One thing's for sure. Ah, love stinks. Love stinks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's Radio Free Tote Bag, and it's our Valentine's Day episode, and I'm singing the Jay Giles Band. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> this is a standing ovation. You sit here. up. Oh, and I'm uh, I'm Donovan Tate. Oh man. Yeah, I didn't I didn't stand up necessarily because I didn't want to squeak the chair, but I did adjust my posture so I was seated a little higher. <laughs> I love it. The the highest form of flattery. Thanks, bud. So how how you how you feeling this this Valentine's week? Because y- y'all are going to be hearing this uh, on on Valentine's Day if you're listening on the day it comes out, but uh, we're uh, we're two days out from that. So how you doing? Yeah, uh, man, I'm doing all right. I don't foresee myself um, becoming not single in the next two days, but hey, who knows? Crazier things have happened. Um, my Valentine's Day present, Arthur, or the real love that I get to experience is uh, you remember Jizzy Carts? Our <laughs> Jizzy Carts, the subreddit we discussed. In an earlier episode. I do. I do remember that. Well, a reminder to the listeners, if you didn't hear that episode, I came across a subreddit somehow, and there's a lot of strange shit on Reddit. This one is r slash jizzy carts, and possibly, as you would expect, jizzy carts is nothing but pictures of old video game cartridges with cum on them. (laughs) And, uh... I, I was fascinated by this subreddit, but managed to forget about it somehow. But uh, last night I saw it referenced in another post. That led me to go to Jizzy Carts. I just wanted to see how frequently people were updating. Mm-hmm. And I found some potentially conspiratorial shit here, Arthur. It seems that really? almost every post on that sub is from the same guy. I imagine so. <laughs> and all the other posts are from are from throwaway accounts. And I have developed a theory that Jizzy Carts is uh, a big karma conspiracy where it's just this guy posting stuff mm. and then commenting and upvoting with his sock puppet accounts to prop up his jizz-covered posts of jizz-covered cartridges. <laughs> and uh, I don't know what to do with that information, but I just thought I'd relay it to you, Arthur, and you, the listeners. Uh, I hope we can get more updates as the story unfolds. <laughs> This is our first Radio Free Toad Bag investigative uh, reporting segment. We're gonna, uh, we'll certainly keep you live as the investigation unfolds. We're going to have to get some kind of like a uh, very kind of uh, serious, dour, like investigative reporting podcast music. Oh, definitely so. Added it into just like a long form story. I need to subpoena the Jizzy Carts guy. <laughs> Maybe all the other accounts, and then I get them all in room, one room, and it turns out to be the one dude. Then the door is locked, and he tries to murder me. Uh, God. That's a movie idea. I right can't there. wait for this. <laughs> can you? Can well, anyways, that that's that's my theory, and uh, I'll I'll be looking into it more to to see if it is correct. I just I just thought everyone should know. <laughs> I appreciate you. How's uh, your Valentine's Day going? <laughs> uh, it's looking good. Uh, I am still in a relationship. And it's pretty good. We're having a good time. Uh, we ain't fighting or nothing. It's great. 
And uh, I thought that perhaps we weren't going to get to spend any time together on Valentine's Day because uh, she works late. And uh, usually, you know, when she works late, she doesn't want to hang out or anything because she wants to fucking go home and, you know, take her fucking pants off. I get it. Um, Yeah. But she says to me the other day, would you want to get dinner at IHOP after I get off work on Valentine's Day? And I'm like, fuck yes. So we're going to go to IHOP and I'm going to see if they'll make her heart-shaped pancakes. Oh. Very sweet. That was actually the site on one of my first dates, so I have a weird romantic attachment to IHOP. Huh. that's cute. Yeah, yeah. Can you speak what? on, can you speak on your worst Valentine's Day experience? Can you do that for me, please? Sure. So not the IHOP one. That's actually, that was actually a pretty positive memory. Now, my worst was uh, it's sophomore year of high school and uh, going for Valentine's Day. And I don't remember if I'd even been fighting with my girlfriend leading up to this. Um, but the flowers go around or whatever we send around. I get a card, like anonymous or whatever. I assume it's her. And then I see her at lunch. And uh, like the, I think, think seeing her for the first time of the day. And I'm like walking up to her to like ask if it's, assuming it's from her, saying you're sweet and stuff. And uh, she breaks up with me right fucking there on <laughs> Valentine's Day in the goddamn lunchroom. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Yeah, and I, that was my first relationship, you know, it, a few months, which was a big deal in high school. Sure. Uh, so I went home early and uh, smashed some beer bottles on the roof of my building uh, as part of a montage. And uh, also <laughs> tried to light something on fire. It was a little bottle that had been f- full of fuel, and I thought the top was just going to kind of go off, and it, it actually melted my knuckles. So Whoa. Really bad day. <laughs> that blows, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Like a bottle, uh, vapors or something still in there, I light it, it goes off like a rocket engine, and I still have like scars on my knuckles from it melting my goddamn knuckles. So wow. that, that was that was pretty bad. So you'll remember that day until you die. Yeah, yeah, nice memento of uh, being heartbroken at 16. That's fucking crazy. How about you? Uh, mine doesn't involve any bodily injury, but um, it was when I was DJing a whole bunch in Columbus, and there was this other DJ... And, uh, she was super cute and I knew she had like a boyfriend out of state or whatever. And then I see a bunch of Facebook drama blow up with them. And, uh, the very next night, this would have been like the, maybe like the 11th. So a few days before Valentine's day, uh, they have some big fucking blowout and they break up rather publicly on Facebook. Then she hits me up. Like, will you come to my show tonight? Winky face like yeah i'll come to your fucking show and so i see her and like the second i see her she like lights up and everything and then she gets off stage and she comes down she gives me a big hug and she's like oh my god i'm so glad you came and i'm like okay okay see how this is going (laughs) and uh so we spend the whole night hanging out together and she's like hanging all over me and like kissing me and shit i'm like okay shit okay like i understand you know this is like a rebound thing it's not gonna be like a forever deal but it looks like, uh, you yeah, know, it's, yeah, this could be, this could be a good time. Uh, and then like a day later, just like hot and colds me just like goes from doing all that stuff to like, nope. And I'm like, I thought it would last through, uh, no. through Valentine's day, perhaps. <laughs> um, and, uh, <laughs> so on Valentine's day, I went to dirty Frank's 
uh, hot dog restaurant in Columbus. Uh, free plug for them. Fucking amazing food. And uh, I ordered four hot dogs with bacon bits, cheddar cream cheese, and jalapenos in order of tater tots with chili and cheese and like five beers. <laughs> and drowned. Drowned my sorrow in calories. That's a good Valentine. That's a good, all that fucking greasy food and beers, that's a good Valentine. That's a supportive Valentine. Oh, yeah, it didn't feel good. I sort of, <laughs> I sort of made a show of it, too. Like, I was just like, I will have five Puff the Magic Poppers, an order of Alex-style tater tots, and a Pabst Blue Ribbon. Keep them coming, please. <laughs> <laughs> Can you arrange the tater tots into a heart shape with a dagger in it? <laughs> Yeah, I can catch the emotion. Well, hey, hopefully this year will be uh, better for both of us. And uh, you know what'll make us feel good, no matter what, Arthur. That's uh, that's answering relationship questions. What do you say, partner? I feel pretty good about that. I don't know what that voice was. Right. But... Well, we, we've got some. Uh, uh, me, me neither. But we have some Reddit questions from uh, across. Uh, a lot of tangentially Valentine related ones. So, uh, let's, uh, let's get into it. I'm very about that. Uh, here's, here's a, here's a question for you. It's not phrased like one, but here is one. NSFW couples toys for beginners asking for a friend. <laughs> no, seriously. A friend of mine has never purchased a sex toy and has asked for my recommendations. She's a bit nervous about offending her partner and so far has... And so far, he hasn't been open to the idea. But a girl's got to get hers, in parenthesis. My partner and I have a few items we like, and we've never had any luck with cock ring vibrators, one item my friend asked about. Any recommendations for something simple? I worry something too large might not help the insecure partner. Thanks! And that was posted by Bounce B-All. So, like, bounce ball, but with a dash in there. Huh. Lot of, the dash, lots of parentheses. Interesting. Um, okay, well, the insecure partner is a uh, important note here. It sounds like somebody who might be put off by like a big old dildo or something. Sure, be made and felt made to feel insecure by that. Mm-hmm. And uh, also, if, I don't know if it's the first thing you guys are working with. Uh, you, you definitely want to go simple to begin with. And I feel like the best thing for that is just get one of those little bullet vibrators because mm-hmm. then you can get some clit stimulation in there. You can involve that like into your P and V sex. You can uh, use that on your own time. You can put it right in his butthole. It's got a lot of, uh, got a lot of varied uses. A lot of applications for that. Um, see, I'm thinking yeah. you go and they're cheap too. Yeah. They're pretty cheap. I'm thinking you go right for, uh, the gold standard for, uh, sex toys and you get yourself a wand vibrator. It's like a, it's like a big step uh, up from the bullet, um, and it's uh, marvelous. It's a marvelous tool to have. Definitely helps helps a lot with uh, the ladies reaching the O's. And uh, I think that'd be the that'd be an equally like non threatening right because it's not pet. without addressing this partner's insecurity because yeah. I think this is something you know you should eventually get them over with. But to kind of get into that ballpark. Yeah, this is another one that's just like a a, a clit stimulating one, right? It's yeah. kind of the knob on the end of a big old yeah, the big uh, kind of handle. Yeah, like a doorknob shaped thing on the end of a large rod. 
with like a little flip switch. Some yeah. of them have multiple <laughs> speeds. Yeah. But that's the same sort of deal where you can involve that into your sex and also use it on your own time. Because I think part of getting him on board is finding a way to involve that. And I think, I mean, at least I hope that if he sees you getting off with this and like excited by it, uh, but it's part of like your sexual activity with him, I think it might warm him up to the to the idea of using other things a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Dolphinately. Totally. So, I, so I, I think one of those, if you want to go outside the, uh, I mean, it sounds like looking for a vibe, but if you want to go outside just kind of the, the that area, I don't know, you could also check out some like nipple clamps if you're into that sort of thing. Uh, you know, maybe get some vibrating stimulation in, in there too. That can be a good time. Mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know, some sort of basic restraint. Yes. Just get like some regular old uh, regular old handcuffs or something like that if you if you think you might be going in that direction. But I think that the thing in general is like be looking for something again that you can include in your sexual activity with him to just to get him on board with like, hey, this can add something fun. This isn't like a threat to you. This is something right. I want to enjoy with you. Yes. Um, but beyond that, you, you got to address this dude's insecurity because that is that is a strange. It's it's a bit of a red flag if you're insecure about your partner using sex toys. Yeah, that's a bit strange. Uh, to the to the restraints idea, uh, here's like a total life hack for beginner BDSM. Uh, go shopping for sex toys at the hardware store. Um, because if you buy <laughs> if you buy them from a sex toy website. They're going to be a lot more specialized and maybe of like some some sex toys are of like dubious quality. You know what I mean? You ever encountered that? Just like that's yeah. Yeah, cheap, that's very true. Like cheaply made sex toys. Um, a hardware store is going to have stuff that's like built to last. So what you do is you go and you get um, double sided Velcro strips. Um, and then Ooh, you, big you, idea. Yeah, you use that for a hand restraint. So you just, like, do a couple wraps over with the double-sided Velcro with the soft side in, of course, for her comfort um, or his comfort, depending on who your bottom is. Um, And so you just... And you got a really easy hand restraint. And rope is rope is rope is rope, as long as it's the right material. And hardware stores are going to have a variety of materials. You want to get something in a nylon... uh, of decent thickness, not too thin, not too thick, because uh, you want to be able to work with it, but you don't want it to be like thin and cutting. You don't want it to like, like be too thin and like cut off circulation. Uh, and that'll be available at your Definitely. hardware store don't... at a at a deep discount over sex toy shops. Let's see. Make sure you're not getting anything like rough too. Yeah, you especially want... in the material for the rope, because like things that just feel generally rough initially can like really fucking build up if you have that wrapped around your wrist for like a while there for example like you're gonna you're gonna notice things that wouldn't be apparent immediately yeah let me go ahead and uh just google search this i'm seeing like on etsy for example there's a 35 dollar bundle of rope uh for it's like 35 dollars for like 50 feet right you can get that for like 16 at your hardware store so save yourself the money shop for your uh beginner's bondage gear at uh at the hardware store there you go yeah just talk to the old dude at the desk let him know what you're uh what you're trying to do and uh, i'm sure he'll be happy to help <laughs> we whenever we're buying stuff we like to go together and like hold hands and be like uh kind of 
like very coupley while buying like <laughs> like lengths of rope and velcro and shit and clothespins. It's great. There you go. I just gotta secure some things. That's all. Yeah. It's great when you gotta like well, okay, find so another, it. Too. Another idea though. When you go up to like a clerk and you go like, oh, Can you yeah. tell us where the rope is? <laughs> You tell us where your uh, ball gags are. I mean, yeah. <laughs> so the, back to this, the, the other thing I was trying to address with the insecurity department, like beyond just having the general talk of trying to get him past this, I think is like getting involved in this process. Because again, I think some of like that threatening feeling might come from like, oh no, like this is going to replace me mm-hmm. or this sex toy is going to like perform in a way that I can't. So again, involving him on top of talking to him about this, I think is the big key. I'd also like just talk to him and be like, is there anything that he'd be into? Like, this would be a good time to do one of those will, uh, want, won't lists. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, maybe see if there's anything he'd be interested in getting. Maybe turn, like, going to the sex shop into an occasion between you. Like, I guess I'm saying any way you can involve him in this process, I think, is going to help. And that'll be, like, a good fucking romantic thing for you to do together. You know, you go to the sex shop, you find you know, things you could use on each other. That's pretty hot. And, uh, definitely. I, I, I don't, I can't see him being upset about like that being offered. Uh, and if he is, then that, that's a much deeper problem. Definitely. Fuck. Yes. We've done it. <laughs> yeah. Got him on this one. Fucking nailed it. Well, what do you say? We head on to this next one. Right on. So this next one. I am 19. I'm not allowed to touch my girlfriend's F21 ass. So me and my GF have been together for a few months now. And needless to say, it has been sexually frustrating. We've gotten to the point where we can make out and I can cop a feel as I please. Nice. All is good. I ask permission to touch the butt. Permission granted. Holy shit. Yes. After three and a half months, I get to touch the butt. I go down to Treasure Island only to find that the lower half of the ass is off limits indefinitely because it doesn't feel good at all. I am left with the upper half of the ass, which there wasn't much to begin with, which is A-OK with me, but needless to say, it really seems like a bummer. Her lower ass and the back of her thigh are really sensitive in a bad way, and it also really tickles her in a bad way. I like my girlfriend otherwise, but this is sort of a letdown. I'm wondering if there's anything I can do to help with this. Do you think she will eventually get over it? If she never does, how would you guys react? Would this be a deal breaker for anyone? I understand this seems rather shallow, and I know that. It's just kind of bumming me out. Let me know if I am being a dumbass for being hung up on it. TLDR, she won't let me touch lower half of her butt because it doesn't feel good at all. How do I cope with this? And that was posted by Throw Out Window account. Hmm. Yeah, you can't touch her butt. Can't touch the lower half of the butt. There's no, there's no getting past it. I don't think. There's no. It's only once she decides that the lower half of the butt is on the table that this can happen. And that's yeah, that, that's difficult. pretty much the deal. Difficult and frustrating. I agree. And I might be like, girl, what no, the especially because that's, especially because that's right in, in, you know, that's right in the midst of things. It's kind of hard to avoid. Right. Um, but as Arthur said, you, you, you know, you got to respect that. And, you know, a sensitivity thing is what she's saying. I mean, that could be something that's heightened by like anxiety with the sexual activity. Uh, 
let's see, three and a half months they've been together. So she might just be somebody who takes time to, you know, warm up to things. And, you know, I think as long as you respect those boundaries, keep progressing, maybe if you can get her to open up, you know, if it is more than just a sensitivity thing, uh, or if it's just kind of like she's kind of freaked out or uncomfortable about that area, um, then that's something that I think as your relationship is going along, you know, as you are being trustworthy and good to her, you know, she may become comfortable enough uh, that you'd be able to do those things. Um, but yeah, there's not, there's not really an easy workaround around this. This is really just at, at which point she gets comfortable, which could be never like, if this is really that yep. over sensitive and unpleasant for her, then that is something you just got to accept. Yeah. If she got that tickle, butt, that's all, that's all it's going to be. She's just going to be tickling that butt. Yeah. That's not pleasant. Or I totally get it. If you got right a really ticklish butt. That's no, definitely. I haven't heard of anything like this before, though. It's an interestingly like specific location. Uh, but hey, people's but people's bodies are sensitive in weird ways, and yeah. I mean, maybe you just get like a big old fucking handful of uh, numbing, you know, numbing cream, and uh, <laughs> gently apply it. <laughs> just Novocaine up that ass. Novocaine up the yeah. ass. Novocaine Rub it so gently. <laughs> um, Radio Free Tote Bag does not no, recommend don't. Novocaine suppositories because you could permanently damage your rectum doing shit like that. You heard about that where like yeah, people will do times. like poppers or like um or like lidocaine and then they'll do butt stuff and they'll fucking you know, they won't feel their butthole ripping and it's bad. It's bad. Oh god. Yeah, don't the rip, fucking don't pain rip your receptors are there for a reason. Yeah, no, you can't. You can't just turn them off and be like, "This will be fine." That isn't. That isn't the reason they're there for. Yeah, it's not just to be annoying. It's to prevent bad things from happening. True that. So don't touch your butt and fucking deal with it, man. Fucking man. Yeah. Steal. Yeah, yeah. But just keep, just just keep building up the trust and the comfort in the relationship. You know, see what else she likes, especially sexually, really focus on that stuff. And uh, again, I'm sure she's aware of this being kind of like a difficult thing to get around, like the, the being kind of an abnormal thing. And I think you showing respect towards that, showing her that you care for her. If this is something she can overcome, I think that will help her to overcome it you know, if it's possible. Yeah, I overcame one time, shot it like past her face, like <laughs> under her shoulder. Nice. <laughs> don't uh, don't overcome in that way. <laughs> well, hey, I, 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 that one's fine. I think that one's good. I really, a little peek behind the curtain, I only wanted this question in the show because he described being able to touch the butt as going down to Treasure Island. <laughs> Very exciting. <laughs> yeah. I wanted that. The, the treasure of the lower half of the butt. Love the lower half of the butt. That's probably the best part of the butt. We're going to rank parts of the butt oh, the lower true. half. Yeah, there's there's something you can hold down there. I don't know That's how much right. there is to grab onto on the upper half. Yeah, it's, you just kind of... you. Yeah, I'm trying to imagine grabbing the upper half of a butt. Difficult. It's kind of like... Just kind of like, you know, putting your hand on a more or less flat, maybe slightly angled surface. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's like a, like a wall. 
kind of angles out a little bit. Yeah. Maybe like on a landing. <laughs> I can imagine something yeah. like that. Yeah. Very, yeah. very erotic. <laughs> Highly erotic. Well, what would you, uh, what would you say to uh, me uh, reading this here uh, next one there? Oh, gee, go for it. Okay. Beef 22M. I'm going to, I'm going to start introducing that to the show. Instead of saying BF or GF, I'm going to say beef and Jeef. Ugh, Jeef. <laughs> so, uh, beef is only rough with me, 19F, when he's drunk. I've always wanted him to manhandle me a little, but whenever we tried it, it was clear he was uncomfortable with hurting me. That turned me off, so I just let it go. Then about a month ago, came home from a night out drunk. First time I've seen him more than slightly tipsy, and he was the roughest he's ever been with me, and I loved it. And then when he was sober, he couldn't bring himself to do it again. Again, a few days ago, we went out, and he got drunk, and he ended up fucking me up against the wall, and while he's sober, nothing. Not sure whether to give up on my dream of having sober rough sex here. And that was posted by Trigger. Oh, man. Re- very relatable situation here for me. No way. Um, yeah. I, I like the roughness. And uh, I've been with a lot of partners who have, too. But it can be difficult to do when sober, and especially with a new person. And there's kind of two components to that for me. One is uh, anxiety, which we've discussed before, and like help, having a little alcohol, and you can help you overcome that and like be more confident and not get so in your head about this in the moment. Totally. Um, but the other component for me, weirdly, is like an energy level. Mm. Like, I don't know if I just don't have baseline a whole lot of sexual energy. Like, it kind of goes in waves for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but particularly, like, I gotta have, I gotta be full tilt energy to do the rough stuff. Otherwise, it's just not that enthusiastic, and nobody wants like half-assed rough sex. That's fucking miserable. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, I can get behind that. But weirdly, the the alcohol, the alcohol helps with that. It kind of gets you past the. I don't. There's just kind of a, a boost to things. Maybe you know, maybe the anxiety is part of what's tiring me out there. Uh, but but regardless, I, I I've dealt with this, and I think this is pretty normal. And my way of my way of handling it. Uh, the anxiety part is just something you got to work through with your partner. When you get more comfortable with them, uh, it becomes easier to do. And especially if you've done these things already, but like a little bit drunk, that kind of, it's like meeting somebody on a first date we talked about. Mm -hmm. You can get comfortable in that space and that comfortableness can remain with you. So I I think that's, I think that's good times there. I think this could continue from that. Um, but yeah, the energy thing might be a part of it too. And maybe like this is kind of when this only comes out of him is when he's drinking. Mm-hmm. So I think you kind of got to reiterate to him how much you like this, kind of pressure him to uh, do it more often and, and see if you can get him to do it. Because it might just be he, he doesn't have the initiative himself to be doing this when he's sober. Like he just doesn't want it that much. Sure. You know, you know what I mean there? Does that make sense? Yeah. That's kind of where I am with rough stuff. Like uh, I don't have a whole lot of drive uh, to get rough. Uh, but my partner, uh, she likes, she likes a little, a little rough there. So, uh, so I kind of turn it on, you know what I mean? I kind of put it, put it on, but I haven't, I haven't had any trouble doing it sober. Uh, interestingly, like I'm, I'm just as effective in doing that things, uh, doing those things sober. I don't think we've ever done it drunk. I'd actually, I'd honestly be a little like worried doing it a little tipsy you know what i mean like i'm afraid i'd get like too into it yeah 
No, I feel that. And like in general, if you're doing things that are uh, dangerous is the wrong word, but they can be pushing it. You definitely don't want to be, you know, incredibly drunk for these. And so to clarify, I mean more you having an alcohol buzz and you're like with a partner and you've talked about these things and all this. Like, I'm not saying oh, get drunk and beat out, your so girlfriend. Yeah. Go try this shit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You you still need to make sure you're both able to communicate, and it's not in like you're just completely far gone space because obviously that gets uh, it gets murky, and, and there's a lot more potential for things to go wrong there. Totally. But I'm saying enough to to help with the anxiety. Like a, a beer or two will get you will get you kind of that level. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, maybe that's part of it here too. We we had this with another question recently. It was somebody with uh, anxiety trying to be able to have sex with that use of their benzos. And I think it'd be a similar thing here. Like if you talk about this, he wants it. He can only feel like he can do it though. When he's, when he's drinking, uh, maybe try it out with like just a couple beers beforehand. Mm-hmm. Like don't make this only a thing you do when you're shit housed. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like just yeah. kind of work up to or work down to it rather. Yeah. And find, find your level. And I, and then once you do it enough times, uh, a little tipsy, I think he'll be able to pull it off when he's uh, stone cold sober as a judge. I think he can do that. I, I think so too. Just but again, com- just get comfortable. Reiterate how much. Yeah, and reiterate how much you you, you like this. Reinforce his confidence on it, and uh, you know, let him know that you want to do that when you're having sex normally. <laughs> maybe get maybe get a little bratty with it. You're like, come on, fucking hit me! What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> like maybe go to not, a little not bit. a bad option yeah get yeah, yeah. go brat mode not, on not, it not a bad idea and uh many, many people are into that that's uh that's definitely a component of uh rough sex for a lot of people yeah all right now i have a dog climbing onto me and yeah he leave me alone he's putting his paw he has his gimpy paw and he just keeps putting it on me oh get out of here oh get out of here I love you, Cubbins, but you're being a huge pain in the ass. Cubbins. Come on. That's a great name for a dog. Yeah, he is. He's a, he's a good fluffy ass. Boy. Fluffy Cubbins. Jesus Christ. He was like trying to lick the screen and shit in there, too. <laughs> Let me try to get him to settle there. He wants to be on the podcast. <laughs> new new host. Damn, bud. <laughs> I'm Arthur. I'm Donovan. Fuck. Bark, bark, bark. <laughs> um, yeah, just fuck. Yeah. yeah, definitely goad him. Be like, come on, motherfucker. <laughs> like, yeah, I like that idea a lot. <laughs> yeah. Like, hit him. Take your hands like, up with boxing tape. Yeah, take a few shots at him. Yeah, just fucking slap the shit out of him and be like, come on. Uh, now I kind of want, I want to do that now. <laughs> I want to have like I want to have like yeah, give your girlfriend a nightstick. Yeah, <laughs> I'll bring some Nothing mace. Like gets me going like getting cracked over the head with a mini bat. Yeah, that's good shit. Yeah, mild head trauma might uh, enhance orgasm potentially. There you go. Yeah, de- definitely a big link there. Uh, but bring these, I don't know, bring these ideas up with him, too. Ask him what he's into about it. Ask him, like, what he likes for you to do. And, uh, you know, just, just sort out what's going to get him going and then do those things to, to kind of help motivate him. Because, again, this could be an energy thing. 
and you, if you could put him in that in that zone, this would be uh, it'd be a lot easier. Yeah, straight up. Well, all right. All right. Well, good times on good times on that one. And uh, much like the Beatles song, help. <laughs> Slept with a guy nearly forty-eight hours ago, and he won't leave my place. <laughs> I'm recently out of a long-term relationship. It's been a long time since I have dated, so I have been meeting guys for, from Tinder for hookups and dates. Went on a date with this guy on Friday night, and it was okay. He seemed nice, and we ended up going back to mine and hooking up. Anyway, fast forward to, well, now, and the dude is still here! I'm used to a guy staying for a while the next day, having coffee or whatever, but he slept over Saturday night, too, and I'm worried he's going to end up staying tonight, too. He's been here way too long now, and I have no idea how to get rid of him. He used my toilet, and I had forgotten to put more paper in there. He called me into the toilet to give him some paper because he shit in my toilet. He shit in my toilet! That's how long he's been here. He's had a shit. I don't know. I think one-nighters have overstayed their welcomes when they shit at your place. I've politely said on Saturday, I have a lot to be getting on with today, and I have some errands to run. But he didn't get himself ready to go or anything, and I really don't want to just leave him in my place unattended. I even got dressed, put my coat on, and told him I was going out, and he just asked if I could grab him a coffee on the way back. <laughs> I did say today that he should probably leave soon, as I need to get myself sorted out for work Monday, and he just said, yeah, no problem. But that was three hours ago, and he is still chilling in my bed watching TV. I'm really worried now because I need to go to work tomorrow, and I'm scared that he won't ever leave. I told him that I need to work Monday, and he just changes the subject and asks about my work. Smooth. How do I get him to leave? I've been in situations before where the guys have turned in a bad way when I have refused advances, not given them my number, etc. Only this is worse because he is in my apartment, and I am worried that he might turn nasty when we are alone. Probs worth noting that I suspected nothing at dinner on Friday night. He didn't seem like a weirdo or anything. Guess I didn't realize it'd be gaining a live-in boyfriend after one date and some drunk, mediocre sex. <laughs> what is the best way to deal with all of this? And I was posted by Heckin' Tuna. Based on some linguistic clues here, I am uh, seeing that this is a, a British couple. Do you read that yeah. too? Yeah, this is some British folks. Yeah. So the American option of pull a gun on them and tell them to get out doesn't work because they don't have <laughs> widely available firearms. Castle like we Doctrine. Do. <laughs> yeah, you can't Castle Doctrine him. Uh, so I don't know. You get what, what about like a comic, a cartoonishly oversized broom and just start brushing him towards the door saying, get! <laughs> or give him the, uh, do like fucking Showtime at the Apollo and fucking like tap dance and like get the crook out and like pull him towards the door. <laughs> yeah, come out of the door. Yeah, all, all good options. Uh, <laughs> I, this is it's a ridiculous situation, but this is this is definitely scary as a woman. I'm sure. Yeah. Oh yeah, my god. You, you don't know if this guy's gonna fucking turn on you, and he's in your living space. That's that's fucking spooky. So yeah. I, I figure you definitely let your friends know what's going on. Maybe even get a friend over there to back you up. Yeah. Uh, good I don't call. Think that's, that's a bad idea. But at I the like very that. least, let them let them know what's going on here. And then, uh, so that way you know if something goes goes on, you got somebody backing you up. But then you just got to be fucking firm with this dude and be like, you know, I'd say attempt a nice first just to avoid him flipping out. But just give him a, look, 
we, we've been over here two days. Like, I have things I need to do. I need to have my alone time. I need you to get out of here. And if he's still not doing it at that point, that's when you got to call in the fucking big guns, potentially. Get your friend over to back you up and just be like, you need to get the fuck out of here, dude. What, yeah, like, what are you doing? How do you think this is okay? Yeah. Man, I wonder if they had sex the second night. Like, if they didn't have sex the I second wonder, night, then he's, then he's not reading any cues at all. Like, definitely not. Just fucking, yeah, I'm just going to stay over and have a platonic sleepover with this girl. Like, no, what is your problem? <laughs> no, that is, that is not how this works. Uh, but no, I, th- I think having backup here is, is the biggest thing. Yes, 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 yes. Heckin' tuna. What, like, what has he been eating? Did he bring a fucking packed lunch? Like, right. is he making you make him food? I'm just wondering how this guy is. Is he wearing the same fucking clothes? He's gotta like, how, be. <laughs> this guy's sustaining himself. He's gotta be. He definitely has to be. This this is a crazy person. Like, at, at this point, this is a fucking crazy person. Uh... That's two nights. He went to this girl's place on Friday. He spent all of Saturday with her, crashed again, and it's Sunday, and he's still fucking there. Yeah, he's so he's got to be a crazy person. He's got to be wearing the same clothes. Maybe he has. Maybe he doesn't have anywhere to go. Maybe he's like a like. Ooh. Maybe he's like between Ooh, living situations yeah. and is trying to fucking lay up on a Tinder date. I, f- I mean, maybe this is a grift he's been running. Maybe he's been doing this to multiple people. Man. That's a yeah, bad. I don't. I don't think that's a bad theory on here, to be honest. Fucking his like deflection and all this. Like he's just kind of gotten this down to a science of how to like, you know, stay just enough deflecting without causing too much of an issue to be able to stay as long as he can. And then he just goes and tries to do it again. And then, he, <laughs> how much you want to bet he's like lining up another Tinder date? Like oh, while yeah, he's hanging out, goes, to try to like, fucking pull finally, this off. Yeah, you'll you'll see he's getting a phone call and like, oh yeah, like fucking uh, Olive Garden at seven. All right, I'll be right there. All right, well, it's been a good time. See you later. And then he's fucking on to his next uh, his next Tinder Airbnb crossover. <laughs> this is this this is pretty heroic, actually. If he's if this is what he's doing, this is a good uh, this is a good grift for for the the young uh, um, housing challenged man. <laughs> For for real, uh, but in all seriousness, like either of those situations, that's not somebody would deal with. Even if this is like the most lighthearted thing, and he is just doing this place to place, he's still fucking infringing on you by like not respecting your very clear hints. Like you're trying to be polite, yeah. and this dude is still fucking around. And at worst, this is a fool on crazy person. Like in either case, you need to have some backup here, either for like your protection, or at the very least, just like fucking physical another person in the room to be like, this is crazy what you're doing. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. So get, get a friend over there as soon as you can. Yeah. That, that's the big move. Fucking eh. There's a, there's a really yeah. fun, uh, thread that unfolded here where they talk about the Sims. Uh, it says like, this sounds like when you hire a chef, when you're throwing a party in the Sims and the glitch makes him never leave. Uh, or when the grim reaper <laughs> stops watching TV, like, yo, what the fuck? Please leave. Uh, and then blah, 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 blah. <laughs> so they kind of go down and they make some, they make some pretty deep cut Sims jokes. And then somebody finally comes to the solution is to make him get in the pool and then delete all the ladders. 
I was about to say, maybe you can trap him. Like, just trap him in the bathroom and fucking starve him out. Yep, that'll work. And you just you don't go in that bathroom for a while, but problem solved after, like, what, two weeks? I mean, he's got water in there, so yeah. that just might give him a little, yeah. Delete the sink and the tub. And then there build your... yeah, Turn the plumbing out to the bathroom, lock him in there, wait for him to uh, starve and dehydrate to death. That's the most sane solution. I used to build... If he wants to go crazy, you fucking double down. <laughs> I used to build, like, super depressing housing for people where it's just, like, the living room has a toilet just in the middle of the fucking... Like, just really heinous shit. <laughs> I think the only time I played The Sims, I did the same thing, but that's just because I had no sense of how to design a place. Yeah, no interior yeah, I design. I like when I was playing that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think... I was like, yeah, fucking nine or ten, and I think I had heard that this you could get the Sims to have Sim sex, and I was like, holy shit, I need to make this happen. Right. And uh, then I realized there was much more to the game, and I didn't really know how to do any of it. So yeah, it's a shame. Sims is uh, I haven't played that much of it, but now I kind of want to. Maybe I'm at a point in my life where the yeah, Sims might be re- an entertaining experience. That could be. You can reenact this situation. <laughs> they come over and, and and do woohoo. That's what they call it when they when people have sex. They have woohoo. Oh man, very, very, very hot. All right, you uh, you ready to get out of this apartment finally and uh, get out of this next one? Yeah, I gotta go to work. Um, my F twenty four. That's also a fighter jet because the F twenty one was a fighter jet, wasn't it? Isn't the F twenty one a fighter jet? We hadn't no. done. We hadn't done. Neither fi- of these are fighter jets. We hadn't done fighter jet in a while, and I'm I'm trying to force it. We had um, not. We had so not. My F24 boyfriend 31M refuses to celebrate Valentine's Day with me. My boyfriend is currently deployed to Afghanistan and will be coming home in early March. Recently, he's been a little finicky about Valentine's Day, so I have never pushed the idea of gifts or anything like that. Today, while we were talking. I told him I wanted to celebrate, to which he told me no, because he would not be able to receive any mail at that point in his deployment, being that it's so close to coming home. I told him I was not planning on shipping anything. His response was, quote, give up. I don't do Valentine's Day. I can give you references for a lot of other disappointed ladies. I explained that I had only planned on buying lingerie and sending photos or trying to do something sexy and fun with him on the day, which he was like, uh, yeah, still do that. Then I told him that I didn't need references of other women and that I just wanted to do something nice for him. He responded with, quote, okay. Didn't speak to me for the rest of the night and went to sleep. Am I being overly sensitive or was that mean? I'm not asking for a gift or anything. I just want his holiday overseas to be enjoyable. Do I move on? Do I not bring it up? Or do I bring it back up? TLDR asked my deployed boyfriend to make Valentine's Day plans with me and he said, give up. I don't do Valentine's Day. I can give you references for a lot of other disappointed ladies. And that was posted by Terms of Enrampagement. Oh, man. I can I can get not celebrating Valentine's Day because I, I feel that a little bit. And in some relationships, uh, I, I like haven't even because it is to some extent a fucking bullshit holiday to sell cards. And like that's that's pretty valid. I am. I am gonna uh, like, go buy. You a gotta card, articulate though. that. What's that? I am gonna go buy a card, though. Yeah. Uh, no, and typically, I would too. It, right. you know, it's the fucking gesture of it. If it means something to your partner. Yeah. Um. 
But if you are that serious about like this is a fucked holiday, you gotta like articulate that. You gotta give your reasons. You can't just do give up. I don't do Valentine's Day and like these surly one word responses because that's just treating your partner shittily. Yeah. And regardless of the situation, you're just being an asshole, dude. I read this as some like macho alpha man shit. Give up. I don't do Valentine's Day. I can give you references for a lot of other disappointed ladies. Meaning, uh, I've gotten a lot of poon and didn't buy any of them cards, so you can fuck off. That's how I read it. And it sucks. Yeah. And, and I don't My like way this guy. The highway. Yeah, I don't like this guy. Nah, I bet he has like a, a Harley a... jacket. I fucking bet. And like a sick fucking flaming skull tattoo. Oh, it's definitely. A barbed wire tattoo. Mm-hmm. Now, I... I feel that this is this is does not seem to be in the wheelhouse of like this holiday is bad for these reasons. This is just like I'm gonna be fucking douchey and like there's other ladies waiting. Like if you can't put up with it, uh, yeah. but regardless like of the fucking context, this dude's being a dickhead, and you're trying to do something nice for him, and his response is to be dickish to you. Like that's really fucking weak. Why would you want to date somebody like that? Hate it. Yeah, how long have they been together? Like I wonder how long. They've been, you know, dating, right? Because if it's not yeah, long... because I, I was... If it's not long, I might... Yep. Yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yep, there they... Yep, mm-hmm. If it's not been a long time, then, like, just the... Just, I just don't like him. I don't like the guy. Break up with him. Fuck it. No, def- definitely air horns on this guy. I see somebody in the comments saying he didn't want to be your boyfriend three months ago and you struggled with that. Uh, I don't see like a link in the post about a previous post, but maybe this person like recognizes this and this has been an ongoing thing. Because uh, also like this dude's deployed. I assume you wouldn't like start dating and then a week later he's like, all right, I'm going to Afghanistan. That would be kind of a strange time to start a relationship. Sure. Uh, but no, I de- I'd definitely be interested in a solid answer on the time frame. I want to know because this is this is either this is either this is either early on and this is a big sign that you are compatible, or this could be this dude is getting burnt out in this relationship, which is also a sign that things potentially need to end. Uh, But I'm gonna I would bet on the air horns for this one. I don't. This is this is just very shitty in pretty much any situation. Yeah, always bet on horns. It's a safe bet. Always, always bet on the horns. Well, just like the, uh, let's go ahead and contact the RFTB uh, Air Force. Thank you for your service to drop us a uh, air horned carpet bombing, and uh, <laughs> and maybe how about they how about they uh, take a fucking escape helicopter and, and get us out of here too. I love it. So how yeah, about hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Now I've got a, another fucking dog, and my the other one's in my business now, oh, and she's man. whining about going outside. All right. God fucking damn it. This break brought to you by Paps Blue Ribbon. That's right, Paps Blue Ribbon with their Paps Blue Ribbon Sound Society promotion where apparently they give money to musicians when you buy Paps Blue Ribbon. That's the beer that I drink uh, most weeks when recording the Radio Free Tote Bag. That's right, Paps Blue Ribbon. Heineken, fuck that shit. Paps Blue Ribbon. What the fuck were we talking about before your dogs accosted you? I don't even recall. 
We we had just ended this one. I gave oh, the yeah. transition for the next. I think you can just kind of start okay. with the next. Yeah, here we go. Any Oh man, I'm going to hold on. I'm going to take a huge glug of beer off of this one. I'm going to really drunk up this answer because this or this question because homeboy reads uh reads pretty drunk here. So here we go. <laughs> Hell yeah. Ah. Getting powered up. Here we go. Anybody get back together with their ex? I'm 28M. She's 23F. I'm not able to let it go. And I know what you're thinking. We were really seriously in love with each other, but we both made an awful drunken mistake that disrespected each other. Something that most people would have split immediately and never spoke again. It was the only problem we really had. But we pushed it for almost three months afterwards because the connection was deep, but there was tension there. We officially broke up two weeks ago and haven't spoken since. I really love her, and this isn't something I can let go anytime soon. I'm taking this time to work on myself and heal from that drunken night three months ago. Once I am back to whole and emotionally healthy, I know I want this girl back, assuming she still feels the same. Am I deluding myself? I know a couple I know couples who got back together and break up again, and others who go on and get married. TLDR IDK, I really miss her tonight. And that was posted by this this totally undercuts everything. This was posted by Sex Drought Help. <laughs> nice. Alright, Sex Drought Help. Maybe get yourself a fucking coffee and some Pedialyte and uh, get your shit together first off. Yeah. Because there's so many typos in this. I, th- I think your drunk impression was very, very uh, perfect read of how this dude probably wrote it. Uh, so my, my initial question was, what is this awful mistake you made that disrespected each other? And uh, I see down in the comments, somebody asked if they were cheating on each other. And he said, uh, not exactly. We were staying together in a hotel, got drunk and had sex. After she fell asleep, I made a horrible choice and went through her phone. Mm. Found an old text from the very early stages in our relationship where she texted a guy, I know, I want dick. It was very early in the relationship when she sent that, and we weren't in love yet, probably just infatuated. I went through my text history with her to remember that time and day. I know she was really drunk that day at a family party while I was at my own family party. I went to hers later that night, and we literally laughed and had sex for like five hours straight. Sick, dude. So I know she didn't cheat, at least that <laughs> night. But we just couldn't get over it together. I know she fought as hard as I did to save the relationship, but it just wasn't happening. I'm only hoping that time apart will lead us to forgive each other. Okay, so this drunken... You went through her phone, and you found that she said some inappropriate shit to a guy like way back at the start of the relationship. Right. Do you think you can get past that? Yeah. That's all on him. If he can, if he can handle that, and just leave it in the past and leave it as like an indiscretion, then I think you're good. Um, I don't like you. Don't have any other evidence. Like you, you found a text from like early stages of the relationship. Which did they? Did they talk about how long they were together? I know it was like three months I'm since. No, I- Three months since the incident. Yeah. Yeah. Where you check the phone. And they broke up two weeks ago. So, like, I'm not, like, if you have no other evidence that she, like, cheated on you or anything like that, then I don't think, 
that's her I don't think that's her MO. I don't think that's what she does. Um so it's all on you to decide whether or not you can get over it. If you can't get over it, you can't get back together. If you can get over it, then you just fucking throw yourself on her mercy and fucking, you know, just give her your heart, tell her exactly how you feel and exactly what you need. Uh and then get really really drunk and record an episode of a podcast and uh then she'll come back to you. So that's how that works. <laughs> great, great idea. <laughs> no, yeah, this is this is ultimately on you. You but things are messy as shit right now. Cuz I mean you went through her phone as we've talked about that before. That's Always a, a bad move. sign for distrust. Always. And and bad things in a relationship. And I assume that didn't come out of nowhere. I assume there's been some other messy shit here. Uh So you got to have a big talk about all this. And you got to, like you said, Arthur, clarify your feelings with her, get on the same page. You got to decide together whether or not you're going to let it continue. And if it's going to continue, you've got to fucking go back to the trust thing. You got to stop with the phone searching. You got to, you know, stop with the, the fucking uh, suspicions and like regrets about this. Otherwise this this shit's just going to come up again. You're going to distrust this person. Your relationship's not going to be able to progress. But again, you may not be able to do that. And if you can't, you may just need to separate from this one. That's so right. can you do it is the question you need to ask yourself, and that's that's all this comes down to. If you feel like you can, and you feel like it's valuable, and you feel like uh, she's really something that you want to keep in your life, that the, what she brings to your life is a net positive, then go for it. If you are in the middle of a sex drought help, there are other people that you can have sex with. Go have sex with those people. And leave this in the past. Like if it's literally like if right. you. If if you're just trying to get laid. Do that. Um, don't get back with your ex just for sex. Not a great idea. No, very true. If if that's related to it. But this I mean this this shit can be a thing that taints relationships. Like if you have that fucking seed of distrust. You know, that that can fuck everything up going on. And uh, I don't know, I'm kind of reiterating myself. Just don't, also don't waste your time investing it in this unless you know for certain that you can forgive her for this. Yeah. Because that's just going to be painful for both of you. If you're like, oh, maybe, but then you keep having that thought like, oh, fuck her for doing that. You know, then you're just wasting both of your time and this is going to get messier than it already is. Yeah, we're not doing waste everyone's time 2019. We're not doing it. That's canceled. No. No, we are not. So figure your shit out. Get to fucking know yourself so you could make calls like this and uh, don't live in wishy-washy fucking messy world. And uh, speaking of messy, here's fucking Cubbins' wet, soggy tongue on my shoulder. Yeah. That's a good analogy for this uh, situation. Uh, uh, I love Cubbins, in. so it's all right, so I can deal with a mess. Get in there, Cubbins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, don't encourage him. He's coming back. No. Lay. Lick that, no. sho- lick that shoulder, Cubbins. <laughs> also, for the context of the listener, uh, Cubbins is like a huge fucking half-German Shepherd collie mix with a gimpy paw and this big-ass tongue. And he's a very loving dog, so he likes to just kind of slurp on you with his slabbery mouth while punching you with his gimpy paw. <laughs> it's kind of sweet, but it's also kind of a pain in the ass. So get out of here, you big fucking chunk. Chunk. Just sit right there. It's all good. You hype chonk right. beast. Well, uh, I patched up the situation with Cubbins. I think you can patch up your relationship. So, uh, 
How about we? How about we? How about we help somebody else here? Okay, let's help somebody else here. Holy crap! Holy crap! Your breath stinks. Okay, <laughs> don't want my GF grinding on other guys. So I started dating my GF three weeks ago, and over the weekend we saw a girl who we thought was in a relationship grinding with another guy. I mentioned how that would be messed up if she was still dating somebody and grinding on another guy. Mm-hmm. My girlfriend said there's nothing wrong with grinding on another guy, even if you're in a relationship. And I told her that if she grinds on other guys, it would make me wicked uncomfortable. She understood and agreed she wouldn't grind on anyone. My question is, am I being too controlling here? TLDR, I don't want my GF grinding on another guy. She agreed. Am I being too controlling? And that was posted by okay Guy 95 Look at y'all successfully negotiating boundaries she was like i don't think it's a big deal and you were like i do and she goes you know what i can give that up for you that's huge that's that's like a bunch of that's a bunch of good relationship happening in uh in very short order and without a lot of thought like you got i think you both have good instincts on that and i'm proud of you no for real and and you were able to recognize that something that bothered you and, you know, bring it up with her. Kind of, I think the difference between that and being too controlling, as you're asking, is too controlling is when you let these, instead of trusting your partner, you get to the point where you're like, okay, like, you got to call me at every fucking party you go to, and I'm going to ask your friends if you were grinding on anybody, and, yeah. like, I'm going to look at fucking pictures on Facebook and, like, make sure, like, the difference is having trust and saying something that bothers you and agreeing it versus not having trust, fucking going off about how this bothers you, and then being like, they're still going to fucking do it. Oh, my God. And ruminating and fucking double-checking and doing all the weird fucking stalker shit. That That is what controlling is. That's so, the controlling no, I think nonsense. you went about this. Yeah, I, th- I think you went about this respectfully, and, uh, yeah, good on both of you. So I don't, I, I don't, I don't think there's really anything to do here. I think you, I think you handled this well. Yeah, fucking crushed it. Now, how do you, how do you feel about it, Donovan? Huh. How do you feel about uh, grinding? Is is when when did you ground? When was the last grounding you performed? <laughs> I haven't ground in quite some time. I honestly didn't know this was like still a thing that people did. Yeah. I think the last would have been like early college, late high school at a festival with like a girlfriend then. Maybe. And it was definitely something in uh, in high school. Oh God, you want to you want to hear something heinous and fucking embarrassing? I do. I do want to hear this. All all kind of all kind of encompassing here. You, so did, when you were when you were younger, when you were like middle school, high school, did you ever go to one of those like uh, teenage like club nights? Do you I, know what I'm talking I about? did go to a teen club a number of times. Yes. Yeah the one the one in Cincinnati was called Metropolis. I've been there. I've been to Metropolis, yeah. Oh, nice, nice. So this place, uh, to those not familiar with Cincinnati area fucking teen clubs, was like a shitty fucking nightclub out near us. It was part of like a mall. Weird fucking location. There was like a shooting there at some point. It had kind of a... I was reading about it the other day because I was wondering about this point in my life. I couldn't Uh, remember the name of it. It was a shady, grimy fucking nightclub. And... uh, so they had the fucking teen night and I would go there and like the whole thing is like, you know, you're going to go fucking grind on some girls because that's fucking exciting when you're in high school. 
And uh, I had no fucking game whatsoever. I was awkward, couldn't fucking dance to begin with. Yep. And I remember, like, somehow being able to, like, grind with a girl, like, a couple times. But I was so awkward that instead of, like, putting my hands open on their waist, I would keep my hands clenched and just kind of <laughs> set them on either side of them. Just the most awkward fucking shit in retrospect. Dude. Oh, it my pains God. me to think about that still. Oh, wow. Yeah. Ugh. I have I have an even more. So awkward. you went you went to this place. I went though? to I went to this place. Do you remember this place? Yeah, I went. Um, I believe the number of times maybe one. I may have overstated my number of times that I went, but I went one time. I had a, a friend of mine. Yeah. Uh, was a rather attractive young man. Um, and I had another friend who uh was not as like like and I I felt like I fell somewhere in the middle. I felt like I was decently. Attractive. I wasn't making good facial hair decisions at the time. Um, <laughs> Me neither. Yeah, I mean, it's it's hard when you first figure out that you have hair on your face and you have to do something with it. Um, yes. So I wasn't looking great. My buddy wasn't looking great. My other buddy was looking kind of okay, but he had a penchant for fedoras. So. Oh. That's, that's the crew that's rolling up. We've got Fedora Guy and his two slightly homelier friends. And uh, so we go up to the club, and I think uh, Attractive Friend's idea was that he was going to maybe meet somebody to date. Like, he was looking, like, at this as, like, a singles bar situation. I was like, uh, Attractive Friend wants to go to a place... uh, I certainly hope there's something to do there because I will be bored and angry <laughs> if there isn't. I don't know what was going through less attractive friends head, but um, we, w- we ended up going and like just playing many rounds of pool. Like we just played a bunch of pool oh, no. and like yeah. nothing happened and we never hit the dance floor. Like not one time. Like we just played uh. pool. We played pool for like three hours and I got really bored. <laughs> Because it's fucking nerve-wracking, dude. Like, you're 16 and fucking awkward, and there's no alcohol, you know, unless you had some connection for it, which I didn't. So I just remember, like, chain-snoozing and drinking a bunch of Red Bull, thinking somehow that was going to, like, put me into the zone. (laughs) And I guess it did enough that I'd successfully ground a few times, but (laughs) clearly my game was, my fucking clenched fist game was pretty poor. I love that we're conjugating grind. I think that's great. That's good. Reading it so many times in this post has uh, has wedged it into my brain. <laughs> I kind of cut you off there, though. What 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 was your worst grinding story or your last grinding time? Oh man, so I was in. I think I was in college, um, kind of like later college. I might have been like a junior, and uh, I was hanging out at the bar with some of my other DJ friends. And uh, this girl kind of just wanders out of the crowd and locks eyes on me. I, like, look at her. Mm-hmm. And she just walks over and plants her ass on my situation. I'm like, nice. Okay. <laughs> and I had a girlfriend at home. And I didn't really even, I didn't even really think anything of it. Like, I was just like, yeah. oh, this is just like, you know, we're dancing. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So I just, I just, that's all it is. <laughs> yeah. So I just put my hands on her hips and she fucking gyrated her shit all over my junk. And uh, then her friend came and collected her. 
It was like, oh, no, honey, no, not him. And I was like, hey! <laughs> <laughs> like, fuck oh, you! Oh, that hurts, dude. I was that like, fuck you! Stings. I was like, fuck you! <laughs> what, what, what? I don't deserve, uh, what, what? I don't get ground on? Still making unfortunate facial hair decisions at that point in my life. I feel like I've settled into the facial hair. I feel like just close cropped, let it grow, trim the neck up. It's easy. Pretty easy if you do it right. That works. It certainly works. It's a wonder we couldn't figure that out when fucking younger. Right. But damn, dude, that's a fucking confidence kick. (laughs) Some girl comes up and sees her friend, like, oh, God. What are you doing? Yeah, it was pretty much what it was. She goes like, okay, all right, come on. Come over here. And I'm like, what? Uh, We weren't even doing anything. What? uh, When when that, not fucking great. Not great. That's that's without even getting into the fucking awkward puffed boners stories of those situations. But I'm sure everybody fucking dealt with that, too. I'll, uh... Uh, I'll tell you the one about. I'll tell you the one in DC off air. I'll tell you that one. That'll be fun. Maybe we'll put it in a bonus. Maybe we'll put it in a in a donors only bonus episode. There we go. You can hear Arthur's uh, extra grindy grinder story. <laughs> well, I have different stories from Grinder. Oh yeah, I didn't realize that pun there. <laughs> All right. If I if I think of the word grind even one more time, I'm gonna have a fucking aneurysm. So, how do you feel about hopping over to this next question? Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what? I will. I will fucking. You know what? I fucking will read this one. How's that sound? Would you like that? Oh, oh, that grabs me. <laughs> okay, here I go grabbing you. Girlfriend 25F called me 25M ugly while she was under anesthetic at the dentist. Bit of a weird situation, and one that is stupid, but kind of hurts a little. Backstory. I was pretty ugly growing up. Not your, oh, you just lack confidence sort of situation. But, like, actually a pretty shit draw on the genetic lottery. I've had kids blurt out, mom. (laughs) He writes, mom, what's wrong with your face? But I think it's like, man, what's wrong with your face? Uh, To me, these days, still. I don't let it get to me, since it doesn't matter. That said, it didn't really affect me growing up that much. I knew it early on and instead played the class clown and was really outgoing. Throughout high school, I started lifting, and I'm actually quite built. It's just, the face is a huge turnoff. As for dating, I've never really had much luck. I've always been that guy friend that all the girls wanted. I listen, I'm compassionate, I think. Anyways, I have a girlfriend now. She loves me for who I am, and I honestly could see a future with her. She got her wisdom teeth removed last week. I was there with her, and she was talking with the nurse about her life goals and whatnot. She was pretty sedated, and it was quite funny to be there. The nurse beckoned me over for something, and she mentioned that my GF, or she mentioned to my GF that you, quote, have a handsome boyfriend. I knew I was, I knew she was being kind, but then my GF responded with something like this. Oh, stop. You know he's not a looker at all. He's the kindest, most caring person in the world. Nurse says, that's not true. He seems like both. GF, he is ugly. Just wait till you see him. (laughs) I never let it affect me until then. I tuned out after hearing that. It really fucking stings. Should I just forget this or do I talk about this with her? 
Is that a stupid thing to get hung up over or what? Like, I get it. I know I'm not the best looking person in the world in the face area, uh, but still. TLDR called me girlfriend. <laughs> TLDR girlfriend <laughs> called me ugly while under anesthetic. She's right, but it hurts a little. Not sure how to bring this up. And that was posted by GF called me ugly. Earth is coming <laughs> off a little anesthesia. With the yeah. There. Hold on. Wait. Let me. I have. I know exactly what to do. There we go. Okay. Ah, nice. Turning on that anesthesia machine. Yep. Okay. So, on one hand, we've we've all seen David after dentist. Mm-hmm. People say wild fucking shit while they're under anesthesia. Like, you, you're you literally fucking hallucinating coming out of there sometimes. Oh, yeah. You see all sorts of crazy shit. And while this Nitrous is well. more direct, and this is something that, you know, is obviously very personal and hurtful to you, it's something that you know as a thing, um, it's kind of harder to dodge with that. But just, just keep that in mind. I don't know. People say all sorts of crazy shit coming out of there. I... That at least is a layer of like, it's not like she's fucking stone cold sober with this nurse and is like, yeah, my boyfriend's fucking hideous. You fucking wait till you catch a look at him. Yeah. But obviously that still hurts. The the thing is though, like you're, you're still dating though. It seems like you guys love each other. You'd seem yeah. like you have a strong relationship besides that. And I mean, you, you, you know, you're ugly, you know? And like, obviously you want your partner to kind of have your back. And fucking be be telling you good things. You don't want your partner pointing that shit out. But, like, if you really are this bad that your, like, kids are asking you what the fuck is up with your face, uh, you're aware of this, and people are aware of this, and your girlfriend is aware of this. But, like, she's still with you. And, you know, people aren't just together because of, like, attractiveness reasons. Like, obviously, that's a part of it, but it's the most fucking important thing is the compatibility of your personality and that she loves you for who you are. And if this is the only thing here, and besides that, this girl is like a really good girlfriend to you, I I don't think you can hold this against her all that much. You know, she's literally on fucking drugs saying this. It is hurtful. You know, I would maybe bring it up and say that that bothered you if you feel like you need to talk about it. Uh, but I don't I don't think this is I don't think this is the worst thing in the world. Like I, I there's so many kind of factors around this that it sucks. But this this isn't it a relationship ender by any stretch and oh no yeah yeah I, th- I i think you're in i think you're in good shape you got a girlfriend i want to point this out steve buscemi married you know <laughs> danny devito married danny devito married um who are some other yeah. fuck who are some other fucking goblins like you know people it's not all physical attractiveness man a lot of it has to do with personality. A lot of it has to do with personal magnetism. Uh, and you got it. You got that. So fuck it. Who gives a shit? Exactly. You're, you're a little ugly. You could be like, yeah. And, and that's fuck. more. I'm a little ugly. Fine, and that's more reflective it. of who you are than what your what your face looks like. And right. the fact that you're like, you know, able to have a girlfriend and maintain these friendships despite something that makes you self-conscious. That's a fucking, I think, more attractive quality than how your face looks. Winning. Fucking crushing it. You're doing a great job. I'm fucking proud of you. Your girlfriend's fine. She's she was just a little drugged up and like, oh man, my boyfriend's a little ugly. Don't even worry about it. It's fine. 
There's a there's so many layers of yeah. abstraction when you're fucking high as shit on nitrous. Um so fuck it, it's fine. Yeah, uh, you got to let it roll off. You can't dwell on it. Uh and it'll 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 get better. You'll feel better. It'll be fine. You'll be fine. Honey, you'll be fine. Yeah, I I I think you will too. All right. Uh, so all these have been Reddit uh, for questions from Reddit this week, and I want to remind you, the listener, uh, for next week's episode, we have our anonymous question box out there. You can find that on our website under the tab that says "Submit Your Question," and uh, you don't need to make an account or anything. There's just a text box, and you send it in. You can also find the link in our Instagram profile. Uh, it's in the bio. Send us your questions. We love reading them on the show. I do have you. Or I do have for you this week, though, uh, a question from our buddy Kyler. Shouts out. Shouts. And, uh, he had, uh, he's got a little little stub of a question from a uh, a hookup here, and he says, uh, "This girl, this girl he hooked up with has in her in her Insta bio, shout out to God in all <laughs> caps." And Kyler asks, "How do I scare her off?" Hmm. Arthur, what do you what do you think you can do to uh, to spook off this this uh, very devout woman? I mean, there's all the obvious ones. You could be like, I'm a Satanist. Um, but uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe just like act like you're also into Christianity, but take like completely the opposite tact. Because like, I'm sure at this point you feel uh, what branch of Christianity she's in, what be she Catholic or evangelical or whatever. Um. So like if yes. she's if she's Catholic, just be like, oh, you know, you don't need priests. Like I have a direct conduit to God. Yeah, you know, priests priests don't matter. <laughs> or if she's like, uh, or, just, super, or just go the other way if she's super evangelical. Uh, so just like figure out what flavor of God she's into, and then be the wrong flavor. People can't fucking stand that. <laughs> like really, I, I find or that re- like fooled. I find that religious uh, folks. Uh, um, like can't fucking stand it when you believe basically the same thing as them, but with different window dressing, I find that they can't fucking stand it. Uh, that's definitely a thing. You could go full tilt down that path, go all the way like Opus day and be like, Oh dude, shout out to God for me too. I'm going to be uh, flagellating for Christ. Uh, back when I get home tonight, <laughs> like winky face, I <laughs> <laughs> could spook her. Or if I can take take another, you know, religion in there. Like, uh, hell yeah, dude. Allah, my homie. Yahweh, love him. <laughs> yeah. I think I think I think Arthur's Arthur's idea in general here though, if I can take this a different direction and just go fucking all in on it. Yeah. Send her some fucking passages from like the Zoroastrian sacred book, whatever that one is. Yeah, dog. I don't know if they have one. Uh, Shouts it. out to God for me too. I think it's worth a Google Zoroastrian holy book. It is called the Avesta. Just so, just you know, read her some, read her something from the from the Avesta. Yeah, ask if she wants to get matching tattoos of some text from there. I think she'll be very into that. <laughs> yeah, huge into that. Big fan. <laughs> Big fan. Well. Thanks for the question and for that situation. And again, to the other listeners out there, hit up that question box for us next week. We love to respond to your questions. Yeah, big fan, big fan, big fan. 
Uh, man, I've been sitting on this for a couple questions, but I think I think now's the time to say, I don't see nothing wrong with telling you that our intro song is the song Hanging On by the band Knower and that you can find their music at knowermusic.bandcamp.com. And yes, I know R. Kelly's a little problematic lately, but I also don't see nothing wrong with that chord progression oh, because it's man. very good. <laughs> Oh, God. Well, <laughs> luckily, retro music is not fucking R. Kelly. It is the song Stephanie by The Hayfellows, who you can find at Instagram.com slash The Hayfellows or on Spotify. Search them. Three words, The Hayfellows. Check them out. Very good. Guys, it's been great having you with us, and I'm very excited that uh, you uh, stayed through the whole episode and you're listening to this now. And it's it's just super gratifying to do the podcast, and I I I love doing it with you, Dono, and I love uh uh the listeners, and I love my I love my lady. Happy Valentine's Day! I love you. Did you just say gratifying? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good it's a good word. Gratis actually mixed up pretty well. Gratifying. Well. Also, a happy Valentine's Day for me and uh, Stinky Breath Cubbins, and uh, we hope this podcast makes it the best one ever. Don't melt off your knuckles in a post-breakup rampage. And try not to eat... Um, it? it's a... Try not to eat 3,800 calories worth of hot dogs and fucking tater tots. There you go. Very good advice, and uh, a very happy day to you. And yours. <laughs> we'll we'll Just see you again. The dogs start going ham. <laughs> we'll see you again next week. Thanks. Bye. Mwah. All right. Woo.